0: <clears throat> hello, hello. How are we doing? I am great. How are you?
1: Great. Well, not so great. Um, my favorite college football team had the national champions who won 65-7 to 7 on the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then they
0: just did what they always do. Well... What I'm told is that Marvin Harrison Jr. was very unfairly headhunted and that that's why Ohio State lost. And um, this, and there is no shame to be had because that 14-point lead that they had was mysterious and did not exist uh, when that happened. So because Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't play after that point, it, it's, it's no big deal that they blew no. the lead because – because he wasn't there. Which is, again, funny how it always turns out this way, that all season long, we talk, oh, there, there's no Jackson Smith and but what are you going to do? Uh, now, that, oh, there's no Marvin Harrison. And all I hear is I'm going to talk about Brian Hartline this, Brian Hartline that. Hey, wide receiver. Hey, look at this picture on Twitter of all five first-rounders in the same wide receiver room. They're on the bench together. Mm-hmm. And... And then one guy goes down. Oh, what are you going to do? I mean, what are we supposed to do? We got we got injuries at wide receiver. What do you expect us to do? Like, oh my goodness, which one is it?
1: Yeah, the fan reaction to that—that that, first of all, that wasn't even targeting. I know people are still so upset about that. Just clearly wasn't targeting at all. Um. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State—it's that defense was just awful, and nothing changed all year. I was telling Jim Knowles, give Jim Knowles a blank check. Never mind. I guess because that was, <laughs> that fourth quarter it was so slow. But I and you could just tell it. It wasn't. There's was not like a specific moment I can pinpoint it. But the vibe just like just changed in the fourth quarter. Even though Ohio State was up by however much they were up there, I think they're up by two scores at least. The, the vibe changed, and it was that long touchdown on the first play
2: oh. after.
1: Ohio State went for the punt, uh, the fake punt, and they got it at the timeout was called, and then they actually had to punt it. The first play after that, it was, and I said it before it happened, the only thing, the only bad thing that can happen right now, is a quick touchdown drive, and it just so happened the first play was seventy-five yard touchdown. So,
0: okay, LeBron, I guess I guess you saw Kobe eighty-point point game coming too. <laughs>
1: No, I didn't see that coming. I said that was <laughs> that's, that is the worst thing that could happen right now, because we were so, up by we were up by I believe sixteen. We were up by at that point, point.
0: and then and Lathan Ransom just fell down. Yeah, he
1: just fell down. It's, but it's right. <laughs> our back next year.
0: Yeah, but I the thing about that game, I, I thought I thought Stenson Bennett was largely terrible mm-hmm. because. He looked so flustered whenever there was any sort of pressure to speak of on him. He, he looked so just happy-feet, just scatterbrained. He, he looked like Bryce Young against Cincinnati last year. But for whatever reason, I, I guess what, what Sidson Bennett needed was the most pressure possible put on
2: him. Yeah.
0: Because what happened next was an incredibly clutch fourth-quarter drive. In fact, they scored too quickly because they left a golden opportunity for Ohio State to score in return. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't know what Stetson Bennett. I don't know what Stetson Bennett was waiting for, but Ohio State had a lot of pressure on Stetson Bennett in that game, and he was crumbling underneath it. So I I, I don't know where it came from, but he found the will and the fortitude to really buckle down at the very end of that game, and. You didn't have the privilege of this I did in the yeah. central time zone to see that that ball off in 2022 and land in 2023 was what what an, was an incredible experience although obviously with TV delay, the entire thing happened in 2022 so right. no, no but you know because, because of how TV delay works. The ball went up, it was 11.59, it landed, it was
2: 12 p.m. All all I know is
1: when he started to kick it on my TV, all the fireworks started going off behind my head. And I just – and I kept seeing it go left, and the fireworks just keep getting louder. It was just – it was the worst, like, five seconds of my life.
0: Oh, well, for you guys, it was – no, that, 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 the game, game ended
1: at, that was glorious, but yeah, well, yes, yes, it was. But
0: dude, for you, that game ended at one a.m., didn't it?
1: No, it was midnight.
0: Oh, I'm, well, I'm shoot. I must have. I must have been mistaken. I it must have landed at eleven. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm so sorry, man. I'm, I'm way off. Yeah. It landed at eleven. Um, because I'm. I do remember watching the you know, the broadcast. By the way, that's still so ridiculous that that game ended at midnight. I know, uh, like for for East Coast viewers, which again, forty seven percent of the U.S. population is in the East Coast. For that game to end at midnight is a an abomination. But I uh, I, I was paying attention to the clock. I guess I'm I was just mentally in the in the Eastern time zone because I was watching Ohio State football or something. But it was. Uh, The ball landed at 11 p.m. And I'm just like, man, what's going on? And then, of course, all of these videos. um, In fact, one person put together uh, this compilation uh, to to the exact time, Uh, according to his TV, because, again, TV delay, everything's off just a little bit. But according to his TV, in the broadcast that he streamed, the New Year's ball dropped right as the ball was in the air and just oh my gosh what a what a disaster, and I, I I can't help but think man, I can't help but think that if Notre Dame didn't play a terrible game against Ohio State, if we just played even a decent game, and this man, our offensive line took four weeks to mm-hmm. kick it into gear and then we became. The offensive line that was one of the best in the country, which is what we were advertised as before the season. I, I just there were so many opportunities, and now I got to look forward to next year, which I was terrified. And I'm, I don't know if you bought into this, dude. I genuinely thought CJ Stroud was coming back, and that was about to ruin no. my entire next season too. There was there was never a chance. There there was they were putting together an NIL
1: package for him. That part has been confirmed, but it just—it was never going to amount what he's going to get in the NFL in and, and, and this draft. And then if you look at it, if he stays and declares next year, then he's competing with Caleb Williams and um, Drake May. Drake.
2: Ooh. And
1: he's arguably – he might be the third quarterback in that class, where in this class he's probably going to go number one. Hmm. So I, I never really bought that at all. I, I knew there was like – if I had to put percent chance, it would probably would have been like three percent. It would just it would have came down to because they weren't going to be able to pull the money together to get them, especially with how cheap they're being about this nil shit. But it was just going to come down to whether CJ Stroud actually wanted to come back, and obviously he didn't. And no reason to, because he that Georgia game he was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: See what happens when he finally runs the ball it's it's, right. it's miraculous how the field opens up and he can steal 20 yards and he, he wasn't even really sliding he was like kind of falling forward and taking a little bit of contact but like he didn't look like he was running scared like he had been the past two seasons that was the worst
1: part about that was the worst part about that game is
0: what could have been
1: <laughs> yeah not even that but just we've been yelling at CJ Stroud to run the ball his entire career he finally does it, and he does it really well, and in a game that we should win, and we just lose in devastating fashion. That was just that part sucked so bad.
0: And uh, the because guy
1: probably—I mean, I know it's not fair to say because Ohio State lost to Michigan and all TCU, but I think Ohio State probably would have killed TCU. Probably not mm-hmm. as bad as Georgia mm-hmm. did, but I think they probably would have. It would have been close. It would have been, like, one of those games where it's, like, heading into halftime. Ohio State's up by a touchdown. Maybe in the fourth quarter it's tied, but Ohio State ends up winning by, like, three scores. Something like that. Kind of like what they did against Oregon.
2: Yeah.
0: And, man, I just cannot believe what happened to that game. And the guy who I've been praising, and I, I am obviously justifiably known as the Ohio State hater, the one guy who I liked for the past two years and admitted this guy is probably, I say this about him last season, he's probably the best player on the team, despite the fact that he only shows up for about five plays, is Noah Ruggles. And then he went out there yeah. and just, and we, we watched that replay at my aunt's house over and over and over again because what, he just, he looked like he was consoling the holder, who looked stunned that the field goal was missed. And we kept playing, and we're like, there doesn't look like there's anything wrong with this holder, the snap. He just, he just hooked it." And I, 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 no one believed me here when I tried to say, "No, this kicker's actually awesome. I know that he just embarrassed himself, but he's actually really good." No one believes me. Yeah, and then that I, that just sucks because he was, he was really
1: good. He was automatic. I think he what. I think before the miss in the uh, Peach Bowl, I think he only missed, like, one other kick before that. Like, he was automatic. And it just – the wrong time for
0: that that big of a fuck-up. Yes, and now it's the Kyle McCord era likely to be the case. Um, I would believe so. If Marvin Harrison Jr. can please follow through and transfer to USC like everyone thought he was going to about two weeks ago, that would be
1: fantastic.
0: No, no, no thanks. Yeah, it
1: doesn't matter because um, my king, Brian Hardline, offensive coordinator Brian Hardline, just recruits five stars like it's nothing. Did he officially get
0: that title? Uh, yes. The, the Kevin Wilson, right? Kevin Wilson? Did he leave? Yeah, he is the head coach at... Tulsa? Tulsa, yes, Tulsa. Okay, for for some reason that was in my head. So it must have been happened, But, oh, my goodness, that's what happened in college football. Go figure. Georgia's the best. I, I, I mean, what, what do you want? And, by the way, uh, Georgia's about to have the number one recruit in the next class in 2024 because the former Buckeye, Dylan Riola looks like they, he's trending there after – uh what thought what was thought to be nebraska poaching from ohio state uh which i guess would have made a little bit of sense because his dad went there yeah so uh, that's the connection and matt rule was tweeting up a storm with all of a bunch of emojis and uh no actually it turns out that the world's actually going to make a little bit of sense and he's gonna decommit from ohio state and probably commit to georgia instead yeah that
1: that one hurts This one hurts because I really like them.
2: Yeah. I really like
1: them. On three has them right now, 34% to Nebraska, 26% to Georgia, 21% to Ohio State, 14% to USC. But I would have to imagine he goes
0: Georgia. Yeah, probably. I'm going to ask a silly question, and I'm not even sure where I stand on this. If you're Texas, are you at all concerned that Arch Manning has lost his ID twice already and he got on campus about two weeks ago? I feel like the second one was a
1: fake because that was stunningly like, quick after the first <laughs> one. Like, probably within hours I saw that.
0: That had to have been a fake, but... So that's like, if he's like misplacing stuff left and right, he doesn't seem very <laughs> detail oriented. Mm, he's off my draft board already. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's Quinn Ewers' season. Yeah, I always he's a bum. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm so pissed off that Tommy Eichenberg is coming back to Ohio State. I wanted yeah. him gone so badly. No, I like him. Uh, I don't I, know what
1: happened. He just became
0: the greatest linebacker ever. I hate that he became good because he was so bad last season. Yeah, he was. He was always yeah. out of position.
1: It just, was literally from the first game from the Notre Dame game. He was just really good.
0: Mm-hmm. And just, oh man, always out of position, which as we are finding out may or may not be an indictment on Kerry Combs more than it was. Mm. <laughs> Those are what the rumors are saying, right? Uh, the,
1: interim, Cincinnati's interim head coach, Kerry Combs.
0: Oh, gross. Wait. Now it's, for uh, the bowl S- game.
1: He coached the bowl game.
0: There was an interesting thing about that because they played against Louisville. And yeah. Louisville's head coach got fired and then hired at Cincinnati, Satterfeld. Correct. No, I think he just the, left
1: for Cincinnati, did he not? Oh, well, that's even worse.
2: And uh, then
0: Baum, Brom, whatever his name is came over to Jeff Louisville. Um, and then, well, here's the funny thing about it. I think they played in the Fenway Bowl. Yeah. It was a disgusting which, game. And then I think that they their teams were on the same sideline because of the way the field was designed. So he's yeah. just coaching the other team, like, three feet to your left. I don't think he was
1: coaching. I think he was there. Uh, yeah. I don't think he was coaching.
0: Probably true. Luke Fickle
1: didn't Luke Fickle coach Wisconsin in the bowl game,
0: or was he? he, he yes, he had a headset on. He had a headset on. Uh, uh, he was he may not have been a signal caller, but he was at least doing some coaching. Yeah, I think he was just involved in the game. I, I doubt that he was calling plays, considering he was there for two weeks. And I don't know if they, that's the best time to install an entire playbook.
1: Who <laughs> I don't even remember what bowl game Wisconsin played in. Uh, beats me.
0: It wasn't because I, I know that that was Maryland.
1: Oh, they played uh, Oklahoma State. I remember that. I bet on Oklahoma State. They covered. Oh, uh, well, all right.
0: What what else? I was just about to say something about either Luke Fickle or Wisconsin or college football. Gosh darn it! I don't know what I was going to say.
1: The national championship game ended sixty-five to seven. Yes, that happened.
0: Um, we had oh, Sammy Dykes, by the way. Hell of a job. Hell of a job this year. And he also just poached, I think, Arkansas's offensive coordinator, which um, you don't typically think of... Well, he lost his, so... Yeah. Uh, to uh, to a head coaching... Clemson. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I
1: can't lost. remember his name, but he went to Clemson.
0: That's still, if you're in Arkansas, you got to be ticked off about that, because even though TCU obviously is what, they were number two this season? They lost the national championship. You still think that, in general, you're a, a better program than them, probably because they're like, oh, we're the SEC, and they're not. Uh, that's probably part of their thinking, but I, good, good for Sonny. been bad for a while. Well, they were a one-man band last season with uh, Traylon Burks.
1: Yeah, and then Jefferson was all right for a little bit. Oh, and he's
0: play, he's playing again next year. Bo Nix is yeah. still playing college football next year. Spencer Rattler still playing college football next year. Good. I mean, Spencer God.
1: Rattler might be the best quarterback in the in college football. Well,
0: right. shout out
1: to him. He personally hand delivered me the under on Clemson's win total.
0: Oh my gosh, what a disaster that game was! Clemson would have been in the playoff. They probably oh yeah they definitely would have hundred percent would have and uh, would yeah, Jordan would have done Georgia num- would have done a number on oh that. my
1: god they would have rolled them Clemson was See. just so they were so easy to push around this
0: year so how did your uh, transfer tracker predictor thing do this season what do you mean don't you make a bunch of predictions every year for the transfer portal oh I didn't it this year I just did that because
1: I made it for line, when I was working at lines.
0: Uh, oh, oh 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 yeah I the, uh, well, I did not see d j to Oregon state happening <laughs> yeah I could
1: i when I heard Hawaii because I heard Hawaii, I thought that was perfect, not just because of you know his ethnicity, ethnicity whatever, but it was just a small school. He can go dominate in that conference, whatever. But I guess I mean he's not good. I don't because I was excited about it. Oregon State's one of my favorite teams.
0: Just because well, I like their logo. Yeah, uh, over in Corvallis, their uh, th- their quarterback just left to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah, where did he go? I don't know. Ohio State it. got a spread transfer from Oregon oh. State. Oh wait, yeah, that was it. That was that was a No, but I thought I thought uh, the other guy I think he went to Colorado. No, that wouldn't make sense. Oregon State quarterback Transfer. It's gonna bring up everything, just DJ Uyon go away.
0: That's exactly what it's going to
1: be. <laughs> Actually, it's the Ohio State kid that comes up first. Tristan Gieva. Gieva.
0: Hmm. Well, that spot is available. It.
1: I thought their quarterback transferred for some reason. Chance Nolan. I can't remember. Chance Nolan, I think his name is? Yeah. I thought he transferred. Maybe he didn't. But anyway, you talked about Arkansas, and I mentioned how bad they've been recently. I, just, I looked up their window. Totals of the past since 2012, and it's shockingly bad. So from 2012 up, we have four wins, three wins, seven wins, eight wins, seven wins, four wins, two wins, two wins, three two. wins, nine wins, seven wins.
0: it bad. Good God. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. It's which which bad. is crazy. Because they went they were number in three play
1: in back-to-back years. Okay, that is fireable. Uh, was I, Chad Morris era.
0: Chad Morris, oh my gosh, he was the offensive coordinator. Where he was like a big name coordinator at one point in time. I can't.
1: He was at SMU.
0: That might uh, be it.
1: But I think.
0: Was it Clemson? I don't think so. He was a big name coordinator. Oh, yeah, it was. There we go.
1: Yeah, he was Clemson's offensive coordinator from 2011 to 2014. And SMU's head coach for a couple of years. Arkansas's head coach for a brief amount of time. <laughs> and then. Auburn's offensive coordinator for a year. High school football in 2021. Oh. And then 2022 to present, he is an offensive analyst at South Florida.
0: Okay, so his career is petering out. That's good to know.
1: A career college uh, coaching record of 18 and 40. Uh has 180 and 41
0: record in high school football good god man you read some of the paths of these coaches and it's just insane oh I know I always
1: forget that Mark Antonio was at Ohio State that's when I always forget
0: yeah Pete Carroll too he was a secondary coordinator when was that oh 80s at at best. It was a long time ago.
1: And Notre Dame was, or Urban Myers at Notre Dame. That's his dream job. He said that.
0: Uh-huh. Still time,
1: by the way. Still time, we,
0: time. Nope. We that ship has sailed. Once he, he finishes.
1: Once he finishes his like two to three year, um, big new kickoff show, rehab tour, and goes back into coaching when Marcus Freeman doesn't work out.
2: You
0: really Lord think ain't. that he's not – you think he's not going to work out?
1: No, I think he might. I, I mean, it's too early to tell. But he's what – he kind of fits in, like, that Brian Hartline mold where the reason they were – and obviously I'm saying this in ignorance because I don't know what actually goes on beyond, behind the scenes. But the assumption is that they are rising quickly because of how dominant they are recruiting-wise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and that's how I kind of feel about Brian Hardline right now. Like, I'm, I'm happy he's the offensive coordinator, but, like, let's see it. And Marcus Freeman, he's been good. Like, his first season was – I think pound for pound it was good because you won a
0: bowl game, but uh, – Well, we went 8-4 and four before we just won a bowl game. And, look, 8-4 is not uh, – you know, we're not world beaters or anything like that. But Right, that's what I'm
1: trying to say, like – you. That's all good, but, like, let's see it.
2: Yeah. I was and, just saying,
1: because Urban Meyer is just always going to be on the prowl.
0: Look, if Urban Meyer won for us, I'm not going to act like I would hate watching us win, because I I wouldn't. I would just hate that he was at the head of it all, and I would – the. OK, here's what we would have to do for me to be like all in on Urban Meyer is he would have to get us beyond Ohio State, even just one season. I, I mean, like, like we either beat Ohio State in the playoffs or Ohio State and Notre Dame are both in the playoffs and Notre Dame makes it farther in that exact season. I, I need I need it to happen because. In 2020. Ohio State and Notre Dame both made the playoffs. Ohio State made the championship, lost to lost Alabama. We got eliminated in the first round by Alabama. Go, go figure, Alabama just blew everybody out that year.
1: Shocking. People forget Notre Dame covered. Yeah,
0: yes. You know what? That slow and methodical pace, it wasn't good for a win because there was no way we could ever play comeback football, come from behind football, playing that slowly. But it was great for an under, and it was great for a cover, okay? So let's just get that out into the atmosphere right now and understand that. Um, the other year, it was it was twenty eighteen. We made the playoffs. Ohio State didn't, but I feel like Ohio State fans still. Ohio State fans were like, oh yeah, we would still beat Notre Dame if we linked linked up head to head, which. Yeah. And I disagree with that. That was also an offense, uh, uh, offensive Ohio State defense to watch. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, yes it was. That that was that was probably as bad as it had ever gotten. Um, well, actually, I, never I, don't hated, know, I hated last,
1: watching that team so much.
0: Kerry Combs was bad. Kerry Combs yeah, was, that really was bad. so bad. That that was um when Joe Joe who by the way is like the biggest Ohio State fan ever. He's like, a, <laughs> and he's simultaneously like the biggest Michigan Michigan fan ever. Whoever Fox has, Joe Klatt is like Company man, he is very much a company man. Joe Clatt was like he's gonna be all over Colorado now. Oh my god, which that's actually justifiable because that's yeah, because he played there, yeah, because that's his alma mater. He played there, he led them to a a, a big 12 conference. He still holds like all the
1: quarterback records,
0: yeah. Yeah. Which, god, Colorado football has you want to talk
1: about an awful program. Colorado yeah. has been – for, like, 20 years they've been bad, except for, the like, in 2018 where they were
0: actually – Pretty much. So, oh, Joel Klatt was so upset at that Oregon – were you at the Oregon game? No. Okay, so you were watching on TV. So you saw yeah. all the replays, all the angles. Oh, my gosh, just, like, when – when the offense has like the furthest player outside on the line of scrimmage, that is a bad sign. Okay. And there, was a, there were many instances of that when Ohio State played Oregon because there was nobody outside a tight end. So the guy who had outside contain was actually an offensive player, which is terrible defensive strategy. And yeah. But that, oh, dude, you're right, man. That 2018, that defense was so I think that was bad. Shiano. That was Shiano. You're, you're right. That was yeah, going known was. who Ryan Day was because I think a lot of people just assumed that Greg Shiano yeah, was, was the man. I was
1: terrified of those. When that When those rumors started popping up, I was terrified.
0: Yeah, but then they made Ryan Day the interim and it's like, oh, who's this Ryan Day guy? And now... Everybody knows who he is.
1: Well, I think Shiano was fired before that.
2: Um,
1: Because Jeff Hafley was our defense coordinator in 19. Er, No, yeah, Urban. Yeah, because Ryan Day was the head coach in 19.
0: Yeah, I I don't think Ryan Day retained him. Do you remember it was this weird scenario?
1: Right. Where Ryan Day was was the interim at the beginning of the year.
0: Yes, yes, for those those three games. Yeah. Three games. But do you remember about Greg Schiano? Is that he he signed with the Patriots and then immediately, like, like before the season even started, he cited family reasons as for withdrawing from that position. Yeah, and then, and then like the next season, he's Rutgers' as head coach.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I do remember that because it was. I think it was like very soon after he left the Patriots that he signed with Rutgers because it was obviously like why that's that's such a weird thing why wouldn't you just like say hey I'm just gonna go to coach Rutgers I think everyone would get it oh look at that Ohio State lost again how about that
2: no I
0: think I I think he sat out a season by the way I, I think Ohio State fans are finally starting to catch up to you and I about Chris Holtman Dude, they are oh, yeah, but nowhere it's, with it's this It's over. Guy.
1: He's done. He is. Unless he does something miraculous in the tournament, which they're probably not. They're not even probably in right now. Let's look at bracketology.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey man, this is the last dance. We got to cover every yeah, single sport. Every single sport here.
1: I haven't been too crazy into college basketball yet, but. And then starting to get in it. Okay, so so far this was updated. Today's the 24th. This was updated yesterday at 9 a.m. Ohio State has one of the last four buys. So they were were in, one of the last four in. First, I don't know how that works. I've never read it, last four buys. It's always like something different. But they would be in right now, but I don't know what that loss does.
0: Oh, because it last, was still
1: Illinois. So
0: last four buys means like uh, it basically says that the, the that first oh, okay. four tournament. Basically, right, right. they're between sixty and sixty four.
1: Yeah, they're in the they're in the field of sixty four, and then the last four enter the field of sixty eight.
0: Which which is stupid that anybody would ever consider the the round of sixty eight to be the first round of the tournament. No, it is not.
1: I kind of like it. I mean. It's kind of very unnecessary. I don't really understand the point of it.
0: Yeah, like, because Dayton, Ohio, needs a favor?
1: Right now, Kentucky would be in it.
2: How? They're terrible, they they I
1: think. Oh, they fucked me so bad. Oh, they screwed me so bad.
2: Oh, Kentucky. tell me.
1: Oh, my God. I With sports betting now legal in Ohio, which has been absolutely glorious. Um... <laughs> Just because the withdrawal, like, the deposit and withdrawal, it's just so much easier. But, um... So, I have all these fruit bet credits and shit. So, I've just been throwing, like, I have all these $10 bet credits, so I've been throwing them on, like, six, like, college basketball parlays. I got the first five. The last one was Georgia plus 11 against Kentucky. And that's because Georgia's been, like... Better than they do, than they traditionally have been.
0: Yeah, M- Mike Mike White's been good,
1: right? And because Georgia's been like bad for a while in basketball, mm-hmm. and they've been surging. Kentucky's down. I'm like, it was in Georgia. I'm like, this is the perfect spot. Took them. I think Georgia was up like 27 points at one point, and then they lost by 13.
2: 27.
1: Yeah, they were up by a ton, and they just. The slowest death possible, and it just accelerated in the last three minutes.
0: Uh, that is, I don't even have to say to
1: that. That is just awful. That one stunk. But anyway, let's look at these. Purdue would be a first round or a top seed. Oh, it's in Columbus.
0: There's What, the first four?
1: No, the round of uh, the first round. The south oh, like, region is in Columbus.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, very, very southern.
1: Yeah, so it would be yeah, it would be Purdue. So far, right now it'd be Purdue versus whatever sixteen seed, and then Arkansas versus Florida Atlantic.
0: Solid.
2: Oh, Florida
0: Atlantic might have Notre Dame's next head coach on their staff.
1: Yeah, why is Mike Bryce stepping down?
0: Um. It, it, well, first of all, this season we are so bad. Yeah, you I, I bet mean, against
1: Notre Dame a lot.
0: You probably made a lot of money doing so because Notre Dame's terrible and it, they really shouldn't be, but so just haven't been able for, well, Mike Bray's been there for like 20 years, so it's, it's definitely been a while, but I, I think part of it is that they just haven't been able to put together any March Madness magic right. since those back-to-back Elite Eight appearances in 15 and 16, which were so much fun as a, Notre, as a Notre Dame fan. The, the the Pat Connaughton, Jerry, and Grant teams, oh, those those were great basketball teams to watch. But the, the – yearly- Go
1: ahead. The year they played in the the Elite Eight in Cleveland, I think they played Kentucky, right?
0: Oh yes! Oh great!
1: That was such a good game. Yeah, I, I think I had Notre Dame in the championship game that year.
0: That was a phenomenal college basketball game. Just, that really oh, was.
1: That was a great game.
0: I oh man, I'm getting all upset now. But that was, that that I know, team, I love. I
2: that love team when Ohio lost State's the Frank
1: Oh yeah. I love when Ohio State's good at basketball, but they just
0: aren't. The the Big Ten's not good this year, which they were awesome. No, it is. They they only have one ranked team. Yeah, but that's the only ranked team. Who is in the top
1: 25? Let's see. I'll tell you you who's in the
0: top 25. Florida Atlantic and Charleston. Really? Yes. And I don't know who they are. Uh, They're in West Virginia, I assume. They just have a Red Sea.
1: Charleston, they're in South Carolina.
0: Oh, well, the other one. Okay. <laughs> so probably Charleston's the one. 18.
1: And uh, Florida Atlantic's 21. Yeah. TCU's so, been pretty good. I so, really like TCU.
0: And I thought TCU was terrible at the beginning of the year. They were horrible.
1: That's what I thought in football.
0: And look where they are. By the way, are you seeing these rankings that have Florida State at, like, four to start the year next year? What is that? I like it, man. I mean, they're good. They're going to be good. They're bringing back a lot.
1: How old is I gotta, Jordan I gotta, Let me pull up their transfer portal. But they've kind of taken over the transfer portal.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: also, uh, how,
0: how bad is Louisville at basketball? Are they still the worst team ever? I think they're, like, 2-17. and 17. You're, is it that bad? It's—it's it's pretty
1: bad. Let me. I got a million tabs open up. Hold on, let me look it up.
0: Louis- that, that's basketball. me all the time. Basketball.
1: The Louisville's men's fighting cardinals are. Oh, that's women's. The- okay, so it immediately redirected me to women. So that's
0: that—that's an indicator of just how bad it is.
1: Yeah. I think Louisville's got a good women's team. Ohio oh, my God. It is team. impossible to find this.
0: <laughs> They're burying it. Ohio State's got a fantastic women's team, by the way.
1: Oh, yes. I was correct. They are 2-17. and 17.
0: That is unbelievable.
1: Ohio State does have a good win. Did they beat Iowa?
0: Um, I don't know. Shoot. I don't. I really don't know. But that was a that was a big game.
2: Yeah.
1: State
0: Led by J.C. Sheldon.
1: Basketball. They. They did not. They lost. No. Eighty-three to seventy-two. But I think I, I was like really good too.
0: Yeah, they have one player who is like unbelievable.
1: Well, it's probably the person who dropped the triple-double because I remember seeing that headline this morning.
0: Oh, uh, I'm going to say that's probably her. Yeah, probably. Anyway, the arrest in
1: college basketball, Purdue, number one, Alabama, number two, despite a teammate being a murderer. Uh, Number (laughs) three, Houston. Despite losing to Temple. Yeah, they just lost. That was a heartbreaker. Uh, Number four, Tennessee. Five Kansas State, six Arizona, seven Virginia, uh, eight UCLA, nine Kansas, ten Texas. What a wild season for them.
2: Uh uh-huh.
1: Xavier's up to thirteen. Baylor's kind of—they beat Kansas yesterday, but they're kind of middling out. Others are receiving. Oh yeah, Duke. Neither Duke or North Carolina are ranked. Kentucky's not ranked. Um. Look at Kent State receiving votes.
0: Uh oh, wait no, I was that's uh, Toledo. I was about to say Emily Bates is destroying somebody in the MAC right now, but it was Toledo. Yeah, he it's dropped twenty nine straight points. Yeah, which by the way, good for him because he was supposed to be a star in oh, yeah, college basketball, and he I, I think he he had something weird with his recruitment because it was like. Michigan State flipped to Memphis at the last minute because he's from Michigan. And I think Penny snatched him up, but then he had a terrible freshman year and transferred to Eastern Michigan. So he's in Ypsilanti, and it's like this this dude's like one of the biggest busts in recent history because a lot of people were talking about him, and he was just nothing at Memphis. But good for him for putting it together now, at least for one day.
1: He had 43
0: points tonight.
1: They lost, but um, Eastern Michigan is four and sixteen. So Monty Bates is just just putting up numbers right now. Um, uh, yeah. Is he from Ypsilanti though? I think that's the reason he went back there.
0: Uh, I don't doubt it, but I, I can't swear to it.
1: Because I think that was because remember I thought was it because he, he got arrested and oh, there was an arrest
0: too. That's right.
1: I don't know if he was arrested or if he had a. It was something he was caught with a gun. I don't know if he was arrested, but he was caught with a gun. He was yeah, and then he was nothing at Memphis, comes to eastern Michigan and is just putting up numbers.
0: Yeah, that's still a red flag though that he's not winning games because he is yeah I'm I'm gonna assume the most talented player in the entire conference. Oh tro- head and shoulders probably. Now that Jacob Preston is no longer in that conference. <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah, you would think right.
0: they would be a lot better. Yeah, by the way, did you see that Sean Miller is back coaching at Xavier? Yeah, he is. That is weak stuff right there. Gets <laughs> Why is that? busted. Gets busted on a million infractions at Arizona. He has to stop coaching, and then all of a sudden, just like, hey, uh, you know, small Big East school, you know, not that small, but hey, Big East school, can uh, can I come back, please? <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's been doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, that he has. All right, hey, uh, baseball news over the past couple of m- well months that we've missed.
1: Yes. Um, Jesus, what but, did uh, happen to baseball?
0: Who signed uh, who? Who signed where? Uh, Jacob DeGrom is a Texas Ranger.
1: Yeah, I don't get that one. I don't get. I don't get what Texas is doing. Let me.
0: This is how how, how I feel about it. If the Pittsburgh Pirates signed Jacob DeGrom to that long-term deal, I would have been upset about it. That's how bad of a deal (laughs) I think it is. That dude is so unreliable due to injury. And by the way, Jacob DeGrom is older than you think. He was an old rookie. Oh, yeah. So he's way up there. He's 35. Yeah. And they signed him to, what, a five-year deal? So... This is just red flags everywhere. We also saw, we also saw the San Diego Padres just decide that you know we're gonna have five shortstops on our roster and just scatter them all across <laughs> the field. And this particular they shortstop, that they stop. you think so?
1: I think they're done with them.
0: Well, uh, just especially if
1: they made uh, it all the way no, to the NLCS without him, I think they're no done with them.
2: Uh, No, but
0: dude, how can we? It's going to come
1: down to him or Machado.
0: Just well, Machado's got an opt out after this next year. After this year, and if he opts out, he is going to get a ton of money.
1: Oh yeah, because he was pretty damn good last year. Uh,
0: very damn good. good. So, I I don't think there's any way, and because Tatis already got his contract, so that that's a a bit of a tough sell. But if you're the Padres. I mean, my goodness, just he he's so young. I know that this season was a bust and you're probably ticked off at him for it, but you know, this season
1: not, was a nightmare
0: for him. I, 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 right, but I, I don't think he see never stepped foot on the field. Yeah, and because of motorcycles and PEDs and all kinds of stuff, but I don't think not the to come back. Uh, it was an eighty-game suspension, but I think it. I think he's ready to go pretty early on in the season.
2: Let's see.
1: In August, I don't know
2: Suspension.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, missed the entire twenty twenty two season. After he spent the first four months rehabbing, when is he able to return? How many games were do he miss? Twenty games next season.
0: I right, say so misses a month. Yeah. I don't see the point in waiting Vander for Bogart. him. Oops. Yeah, so everyone's just saying, oh, well, I guess Tatis is playing right field. Okay, first of all, uh, that, that's a little bit weird to me. We already know which position he's going to play despite the fact that he's probably never played there before. <laughs> so I, I, I don't really understand that a whole lot. But I'm, uh, I'm curious because you're right. They have four sh- – Cronenworth probably could count as a shortstop who they have at first base just, right. because, just because they have – guys stocked up everywhere else. So let's see that happened. We have the we have the reunite not the reunition, the reunion rather, of Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Oh yes. We have Scott Rowland being a Hall of Famer as of earlier today. Correct. He's a Hall which, of Famer. Can't believe Andrew
1: Jones is still not a Hall of Famer.
0: That's okay. Once Andrew Jones' son goes to the MLB <laughs> and wins Rookie of the Year, all of a sudden people are going to put Andrew Jones in the Hall of Fame because now it's a cool thing to do. Trey Turner signed with the Phillies. Oh, he got a ton of money. Dansby Swanson's a Chicago Cubs, so his career Yeah, the, what away. the Cubs are doing is stupid. Um, yeah, just letting Wilson Contreras walk and then signing Dansby Swanson do a lot of money. Signing Danby Swanson to a lot of money,
1: and there's no reason they should be giving out flyers to guys like Cody Bellinger or Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer is unplayable.
0: Hmm. Eric Hosmer is the reason that Luke Voigt is a Washington National. <laughs> and like Trey Mancini, they just signed too. Like, what's that? What's yeah,
2: that Trey, Manc-
0: Trey Mancini was a rotating first baseman in Houston. Uh, So, right, like, this is the old folks' home of has-beens. It's
1: amazing to think where the Cubs were just a short time ago. Like, even back in 2015, like, they were a rising superpower that looked like they could sustain championship-level play for many years. They won their World Series. They were Good in seventeen, and then I think they lost the eighteen wild card, and then just immediately dead.
0: Yeah, that, look, they there's no way to say that they were a failure because they won. No, but no, was, absolutely. But they were still a disappointment because the expectations were still higher than what they were, what they right. turned out to be, because all their talent was really, really, really young. Rizzo was pretty young. Bryant was very young. Baez was very young. Uh, Contreras came up Contreras and didn't even were... really play all that much in the World Series. No, because it was uh, Montero and David Ross. David right. Ross who uh, who uh, had the ball bounce mm-hmm. off his face mm-hmm. and ran the wrong direction yeah. to try to go retrieve it. I thought you are going to talk about something else from that game. Well, well also something else. Was it that same game? Yeah, you had a home
1: run that game.
0: In game, oh, seven. Andrew he Miller. in game seven. That was. Oh, I, Andrew Miller. I, gosh, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a reliever just take over the playoffs like Andrew Miller did. Mm-hmm. That was freaking unbelievable in 2016. Yes, it was. Yes, I'm it sure was. New Yorkers would tell us that, oh, that was Mariano Rivera. I don't know, man. Was Mariano Rivera throwing three innings the way Andrew Miller was? Right.
2: Oh, um, God. oh
0: Josh Hader sucks. Uh, that was yeah. this, well that hasn't had actually now that I think about it, that had nothing to do with this off season. That was just more of a this past season. Although he turned right. it on in the playoffs too. Come playoff time. He would remember who he was again.
1: Guardians are getting a new stadium or not a new stadium, but a renovated stadium. Mm-hmm. Um more terraces.
0: That's d- what we d- d-
1: That's what the people have
0: been screaming for. Yeah, even more. Um uh, Brian Reynolds requested a trade from the Pirates. And... The
1: Pirates are getting cute with their rebuild. It's yeah, like, the... like, hey, we're trying.
2: Dude, we like, spent yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. we spent
0: eight million dollars on Rich Hill, who is forty three.
1: I loved the like team promo video of him, like they're that... making up, like they just signed like the second second in the rotation. Pitcher who's just going to be the the X factor for this playoff run.
0: I was so mad when they made that sign. That made zero sense to do that. Eight million dollars—that like, was so. In, who are you competing against to where to where you need to spend eight million dollars? Who else is out there spending more than three? I, I, I uh, even him just, eight million. We've been mm-hmm. had. Um, yeah, apparently the negotiations with Brian Reynolds are basically over three million dollars a year. Is the, the discrepancy? We're basically I forget the the years and the amount, but basically whatever we offered, Brian Reynolds won. He wanted two more years and fifty more million dollars. Which basically took him from thirteen million a year to sixteen million a year, and the Pirates still haven't done it. Like, I swear um, to God, if you assholes trade him to the Yankees, dude! I oh my, that, that is my not my biggest a, worry.
1: I don't you know, know if I, they would because I think everyone loves Harrison Bader right now.
0: Wait, that's gonna come crashing down. Those can't swing, but couldn't play God damn, he hit a home run! I think every game in the playoffs. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know where that came from, but that is not going to be
1: sustainable. You also, but, you're, you're, our Pittsburgh Pirates uh, collected two of my former Cleveland, beloved Cleveland baseball players, my, especially my my most beloved, Carlos Santana.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then He's going to be
2: Hedges.
0: in our Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So, I guess, our is, is Robert Perez still in the Pirates? I don't know. Is he part of the backstop? We got to figure out. I don't think he is. Oh, okay, yeah, you guys have G-Man Choi. That's what I thought. I was about to say, I think we got the big guy from the Rays. So Where we got is? That, that dude's pretty good defensively, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's all right. Where is, what's his name?
1: Who we were just discussing. Oh, Roberto Perez. Roberto Perez is a free agent.
0: Uh how disappointing. On won two gold gloves recently, I'll have to remind yeah. you. And I will remind you that CC Sabathia and Zach Greinke both have better career batting averages than him. That's just smaller sample size. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: Zach Greinke played in the National League.
1: That is true. But uh, Carlos Correa played for three different
0: teams, plays for three different teams. <laughs> yeah, just to go back to the team that he was originally on.
1: Yeah, that was the most annoying part. That was the most annoying way that personally could affect me. His free agency process. That was the most annoying way it could happen.
0: Well, hold on. Are are you really going to complain about the Twins after that stupid trade that they just made with Miami?
1: Yes, because I don't want to play Carlos Correa because he still crushed us last year.
0: They just traded away their best player, Uh, Luis Ariza. Carlos Correa is their best player. Oh, Luis has hit like three thirty last year. Uh, listen, I understand
1: that. And when I tweeted that, that was more joking. I was kind of serious because I don't really understand why they're trading offense, but, but I, I understand taking in Pablo Lopez, obviously. But Luis Arrieta—I mean, he's not—he's decent. He's decent to average defensively. He doesn't hit for power. Like he's really good. Like Jesus he won the batting me. title. He hit 316, I, uh, he won the batting title. But I mean, Carlos Correa th- th- is elite offensively and elite defensively.
0: 375. 375 ERA. That's what you just brought. Now he was a three oh three he was a three oh seven the year before, but Pablo Lopez, come on. For Luis Arias, that is a that is an effing joke that they made that trade. But I, what's a, what's our old buddy, the, the, the Deutschman, what's a Max Kepler up to? He isn't there. Where is he? I think he left. Oh, he's in the league. He's some, no, he's still in the Twins, apparently. No.
1: Get rid he of him. More. No, well, actually, he kind of fucking stinks now, so.
0: <laughs> Not how it used to be.
1: No, I mean, he used to be just. I think in 2019, he got MVP votes. <laughs> Did he really? I think so. Like, he, I, I think it was solely based off, like, he had, like, like 35-plus home runs or something like that. Anyway, Carlos Correa is their best player. And that's just so obnoxious that we have to keep playing him because he crushed us last year. All
0: right, I'm going to home run totals for Max Kepler.
1: And... He
2: only had
0: 64 RBI last year. Well, he only played 136 games. But still – Max Kepler hit the most home runs against the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, he did. Uh, Max Kepler has more home runs against the Guardians than he does the entire National League, despite having 42 more at-bats against the National League. That's crazy. He just he just he had a sweet spot. Because he,
1: he had that one stretch where he just dominated Trevor Bauer, <laughs> oh dude, Bauer just couldn't handle him. Speaking of Trevor <laughs> Bauer, he's going to be pitching in Mexico.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He he. Uh, all that money that was going to him, I don't know if he's going to get all of it. Not he's no gonna... chance, but he was getting paid this whole time. Mm-hmm, and. Yeah, that contract is now null and void. Yeah, I I bet the Dodgers
1: are going to try and get some of that money back.
0: No, there's going to be a a legal battle behind the scenes, no doubt. Magic Johnson versus Trevor Bauer. Something Trevor Trevor Bauer Bauer
1: is pretty familiar with at this point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so will his buddy uh, Mike Clevenger now. Oh,
0: dude, that's what I just heard today. What the hell?
1: Listen, that's not – I will say that, that that does not surprise me at all. Clevenger reportedly a bad dude. It's, he's been pretty much
0: confirmed kind of a scumbag for a while. Well, I had one friend remind me today that Clevenger, like, was partying during the peak of COVID and then didn't apologize to the team for it, even though right. he, like, spread it to everybody. I don't think he's – I don't remember if
1: he spread it to people, but they were playing Chicago. And they were in Chicago and they went out During like literally during the early probably within the first like fifteen games of the COVID season. I know that's like that's a very obvious there's only sixty games played, but yeah, that was him. It was him. I think it was Zach yeah, it was Zach Kleese. Oh. oh Future St. Louis Cardinal Zach Kleesek.
0: Oh, see is he, is he on the team? No, I just think it makes sense. Um by the way, the Cardinals, Cardinals fans for a while, now they haven't talked about this in quite a bit, but for a while there they were dead set that they were getting Brian Reynolds and it pissed me off. <laughs> Dude, we hit them. Uh, um they got Wilson Contreras. Oh yeah, that's right. Was that a cheap deal? Um, like five years, eighty million or something like that. Yeah, that's like that's cheap. Eighteen a year, which I hmm. mean, it's
1: eighty mil. I'm sure he made a lot in arbitration too. But
0: my hot take is that Wilson Contreras is going to be the first baseman after Paul Goldschmidt, who only has a couple years left on his deal. Oh, Nolan Arenado. He shocked everybody and opted back into his deal because he had an opt-out. He had two opt-outs from his Colorado contract. Obviously, Colorado dealt him to St. Louis ahead of one of them because they were terrified that he was going to opt out, which he 100% was, that trash-ass organization that never allowed him to see the postseason until he got here. But he opted back in, which was shocking, and then it was Wilson Contreras signing. And they just let Jose, Jose Quintana walk. He He went to the Mets. And Jose Quintana was their day one starter in the postseason. So I I don't know why $13 million is too much to them, apparently, because that's all he got from the Mets. (laughs) But Jose Quintana had a 0.81 ERA in September and October. And they just, all right, see ya. And so... Uh, the Cardinals Something. are going to be banking. They're going to be banking on Jack Flaherty to be healthy, which he never is. Uh, he was, dude. The way that Cardinals fans still talk about Jack Flaherty is just ridiculous. Like that dude had one really good season, and then the rest of the seasons he's been injured, and everyone's talking about him. Like, well, if he just stays healthy, well, he's not going to because that's not what he does. Because he's 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 Arian Foster on the mound. <laughs> I mean, so, he had
1: a good 2019, like a really solid 2019. Yeah,
0: that, that was it, but Actually that was really the only
1: Actually, really pretty damn great year. 2019. That was the only year. What was the Cy Young voting that caused him to get fourth? I got to see this. Who else was Cy there? It was DeGrom. DeGrom won pretty overwhelmingly.
0: Uh, was um, Garrett Cole in that conversation?
1: Uh, NL, no. Oh, I'm sorry. He was probably...
0: Oh I'm sorry, he was in Houston. He was in a. Oh 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 I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. That was I'm, the year I'm,
1: Verlander won. Oh th-
0: for him. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Carlos Martinez. So we're talking like twenty fifteen, so there's a lot. Yeah, yeah Jackson, 2019 Twenty
1: nineteen DeGrom won pretty overwhelmingly. That was the year Hunjin Ryu was like winning it for like ever and then he just oh, didn't.
0: But he didn't he have like a one point nine ERA?
1: Yeah, two he led the league at two three two. The Grom oh, had two, four, three, but the Grom had two hundred hmm. and fifty-five strikeouts. I will never have one hundred sixty-three.
0: I will never give it up that Felix Hernandez should have won the Cy Young over Corey Kluber. Never in my life will I give that up.
1: And that would have been twenty
0: fourteen, right? Probably. Corey Kluber had a monstrous second half of the season, but. Felix Hernandez had, like, 25 consecutive starts or something with seven innings pitched and two or less earned runs. Okay, let's see. Yeah, so Corey Kluber won. Corey Kluber,
1: Felix was second. Corey Kluber led the league in war. Uh, led the league in war, just on that, like, including oh. batters. Uh, wow. Wins. Game, game started is not really that important of a stat, but (laughs) um, they both had him and Felix both had 34, so Felix led the league in ERA, 214, Kluber had 244, Um, uh, Felix Felix had a third of an inning more pitched, gave up less hits, gave up less runs, gave up less earned runs, gave up more home runs, gave up less walks, had less strikeouts, had a better whip, led the league led the league and whip. ERA plus 170. Better than Kluber.
2: Kluber yeah, was 160.
1: Yeah,
0: Kluber, yeah, yeah. Felix got fucked. Yeah, yeah. I'm see, not complaining about it, but Oh no. Kluber had a phenomenal lights out second By the way, Kluber didn't even make the All Star team. Now not I know yet, because
1: it was a true second half performance.
0: It was it was the
1: Tortoise because his hair.
0: offense couldn't give him
1: shit
2: <laughs> <laughs> That oh, team boy.
1: Michael Brantley finished third in MVP that year. I yeah. couldn't believe, There was I remember thinking to myself, there's a chance that we have the Cy Young winner and the MVP winner and we just
0: don't make the playoffs. <laughs> Wait, did you make the playoffs that year? No. Oh, so 2013 was the Tampa Bay year.
1: 2013 was Tampa Bay. 2014 was just a – we missed the playoffs. 2015 was Francisco Lindor got called up, and we made a surge, but we ended up falling
0: short. Oh, 16, four, yeah, that was 14 16. was, the, was the, the Tigers' like dream team, wasn't it? No, that was the Royals. Not? No? No, 14, 14 was like was – like Yeah, Verland, that was the Royals. It was Verlander – no, that was 15. That was when. Yeah, but they went to the back to back. They lost the Giants.
2: Oh, well,
0: did the Tigers? Oh, I guess it must have been thirteen. The Tigers was thirteen. Yeah. Well, they. Well, the the
1: Red Sox went to the World Series. Won one Yes. Series,
0: oh, that was because um, how do you give up a grand slam? Like that's the one thing that you can't do in that spot. Is just one right, out over the plate. And that I... was the,
1: If they would have won that game, they would have went back to Detroit up to nothing.
0: Oh, my gosh. They could have.
1: Yeah, they could have. And oh. they probably
0: could have.
1: they probably could have beat St. I mean, St. Louis wasn't all that great that year. They're good, but they weren't that great. Like, Detroit definitely could have beat them.
0: That was some those were some good Tigers teams. They had Annabelle Sanchez. So they had Verlander and Scherzer. They had Cabrera at third. I guess if it was twenty thirteen, then it was Cabrera at third, fielder at first, Victor Martinez DHing. Oh man, Tori Hunter and Johnny Peralta. Jahani Peralta, Jahani. Man, oh man, I am so ready for baseball. I can't even tell you. I know.
1: I've been in a baseball mood too, as well. I don't know why. Yeah. I'll, now I am not the
0: the spring training type of guy, which is going to make me livid that I'm going to have to listen to a bunch of uh, <laughs> media members talk spring training in all of March when all I'm going to want to talk about is college basketball. So I'm going to have to drown that out as, as everyone. Oh my gosh, Jordan Walker, this 20, this 20 year old outfielder just hit a home run today. Is he going to start an opening day? <laughs> who, who the hell knows and who the hell cares? Like there's no way. You can draw that many conclusions from one spring training game. It's hard enough to do it from one regular season game, but child, please. So, uh, all right, let's see. What what haven't we talked about? Um, The the NFL. Um, What the hell, (laughs) Bills? Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow is the second-best quarterback in the National Football League, and I'm proud to state that. Correct. Now, I don't know if you find this issue – because I know that you're kind of a carefree guy at heart, but I, I, I want to root against the Bengals really badly because they're a division rival. And I'll tell you, if they were the Ravens, I would root if they were the Ravens or Browns, I would root against them very, very hard. But I find Joe Burrow to be so likable. <laughs> it's so hard. I, I feel the exact same way. And I,
1: if they were the Ravens and if they were the Steelers, I wouldn't at all. I just love. I love. I love Joe Burrow so much.
0: He is just a cool. He's just so good. Yeah, he's just a cool dude, man. And like in the press conferences right. and the post game interviews, he. You just look at him, and he is a dude you can root for, and just like the type of guy you want to be, and just. Oh, people from all kinds of fan bases across the league gravitate to this guy. He has to be one of the most universally well-liked people in the NFL. Of all the elite
1: quarterbacks
0: out there, I can't believe the one I'm stuck with. Oh, the one who all the owners hate because he's making way too much money. <laughs> yes, yeah, he is making. I'm not a little he
1: hasn't played football in seven hundred days. He didn't look all that great this season.
0: Yeah, but you understand that he's—it's going to take some time. So right next year you, it, will be like the really to
1: to the playoffs next year. If they don't go to the playoffs next year, Kevin Spansky needs to go. Oh, I a
0: hundred percent agree with that. Take and but I am really getting and tired and of this nonsense.
1: Not, yeah, people people have turned on them, and I think the people who have completely turned to them are stupid. Because I think this. There was just no winning with this year. There, it was just such a
0: broken team. Well,
2: but, people
1: um, are
0: upset with him because he's not giving Nick Chubb the ball as much as they want him to. Nick Chubb
1: was fourth in the league in carries.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, the, well. They're still that. complaining. About I that.
1: I agree that situationally he misuses Nick Chubb sometimes, but to say he just doesn't use Nick Chubb is absurd. Kareem Hunt's gone; like he's done. He's and when I say he's done, like, he might just be done in the NFL. He is broken.
0: Oh, he's not the only the backup that he once was? He, he's like Ezekiel. It's it's similar to what Ezekiel Elliott's become. Oh, oh, no. that's Don't be so
1: mean. I can't. It's the exact same thing. Like, in the past, is like, Kareem Hunt was, like, the dependable third down back. He could catch. He was a good pass catcher. He would always fight for the extra yard. But this year, it just, he would just get tackled right where he caught the ball or right where he met contact. It was just,
0: he has nothing left. Well, um, that's, that's depressing
1: because somebody's he going to get the
0: chance, but they're not going to get much out of him.
1: No, they're not going to get much out of him, which makes me wonder what the Browns are going to do at running back.
0: Um, let's see. What else? Because uh, I'm, I'm just
1: curious if they're going to draft the guy. Because I haven't really dove deep into the running backs of the draft outside of the top guys.
2: Because hmm. um, they have
1: Johnson, they have Demetrius Felton, they have Jerome Ford. But if they want to like have a, like somebody who could replicate Kareem Hunt's ability, I don't know if you're going to find that in this draft. Probably not. Back, rankings draft. I know Bijan. John, Bijan's probably
0: going to be a first round pick. Yeah. Oh, dude, Jameer Gibbs. I love Jameer Gibbs. I like him too. Um, he he is the first running back since Saquon Barkley that I've actually wanted to get drafted in the first round. That so, guy genuinely makes people miss. <clears um, <clears <throat> he is such good footwork.
1: I do like him too. Um, there's this says Blake Corum is not. So PFF, you're wrong. He's coming back. Uh, Zach Charbonnet's <laughs> in this draft. He's pretty good. I like him. Four former Michigan running back. Right. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is fourth, according to PFF. Sean Tucker is fifth. I don't know if he's coming back or not. Tank Bigsby, Auburn. Yep. Uh, Devin Archane. I can okay. A chain. A chain. That's right. Um I've seen a couple mock drafts for the Browns to take him, because he's a speed guy.
0: He the is Browns a speed, be, yeah. the Browns desperately need speed. So uh, has your has your receiving room like fallen apart entirely? Like like we were predicting years ago? No. Amari Cooper's great,
1: like stunningly great for just dra- trading a fifth round pick. And Jonathan Peoples Jones is pretty damn good now, but outside of that, I mean, David Bell didn't really do anything.
0: Um, oh, I didn't even know he was on your team.
1: Yeah, he he did. Let's look, because I hate this. I hated this Browns team so much. After the Patriots game, I just gave up completely on them.
0: Yeah, you I think were that was like
1: week six. Bailey's very Zappi down on that them. game.
0: Browns. Oh, yeah. I forgot that Bailey Zappi had a cup of coffee.
1: Yes, he did. Very successful. Makes me wonder if he would be able to lead San Francisco like Brock Purdy is currently.
0: Hmm. We will make our predictions yes. to to end the show. But um
1: yeah, here's here are the receiving leaders for the Browns this year. Mari Cooper had 1160 yards. Donovan Peoples Jones had eight hundred thirty nine. David Njoku third, six hundred twenty eight. Fourth was Nick Chubb, 239. Tied for fourth was Harrison Bryant, 239. David Bell, 214. Kareem Hunt, 210. Hmm. We had two receivers over 300 receiving yards.
0: That's bad. Yep. Isn't Joku good? Uh, Yeah.
1: I think he had a good year. I think he's had two back-to-back decent years. The Browns had three receivers over 100 receiving yards.
0: Oh, you know what? We, we have one more topic after this. Before, So we'll do this. Ah. And then we got a mystery topic at the end to end the podcast and to end the and the show. But, mm. all right, we got to make our predictions. 49 by the way. Mm. I got to let me get my laptop out. I will prepare a, a thing or two. But, uh, Eagles or 49ers? This one's tough, man. Let me
1: pull gambling up. The uh, Fanduel, which is the book I primarily use. Uh, the Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Total's 46-and-a-half. The thing is, I really think the 49ers have the best roster in football. But we've seen when Brock Purdy is pressured, he kind of loses his mind a little bit. Like he gets very loosey goosey. Like he, like one of those players that just doesn't throw the ball away quick enough, and it just leads to heart attacks. And it's got it's caught him a couple times. It's caught him a couple times in the playoffs. And I think with this Eagles front seven, they're just going. And I know San Francisco's offensive line is awesome, but they're gonna they're gonna cause some problems. And this is a, this is the best offense San Francisco's seen. I think it's gonna be very low scoring. I think the under is the play. Get it now while it's still forty six and a half. But I think the Eagles find a way to win.
0: I am gonna go with the Eagles on this one. I was kind of down on them in the Giants game, and then I was really Right, them. I bet on the Giants. Oh
1: boy, that fell was fell asleep like fell asleep like with. 15 minutes or uh, start of the fourth quarter. So it was all good. That was an ugly pick. Oh
0: my God. I believe in the Giants. I believe in Daniel Jones. I always
1: slightly did. I always slightly did because I read a stat one time that he was the best deep ball passer, the NFL scene in the past decade. And I just, I was like, okay, well I believe in Daniel Jones now. And I bet on the Giants (laughs) a lot and that worked out this year.
0: So I'm going to take my medicine. I've, I I learned my lesson. I'm picking the Eagles. Go. So we got uh, oh Bengals and Chiefs. I'm telling you right now, Bengals. I I think Patrick Mahomes his, his improvisation skills, improvisational skills, are going to be tremendously hindered by that ankle. He could not scramble the same way. So he's going to have to play behind a perfectly clean pocket, which are unrealistic expectations because. Well, I think his his best skill. I know everyone talks about oh he can throw it. He can throw a sidearm. He invented the sidearm. First of all, <laughs> no, he didn't. But uh, they love to talk about how strong an arm he has. And I've criticized him because he throws the wide open receivers, which he does. But he is so good at improvising when things go wrong. And I think that his inability and p- people underestimate how fast he is. He's pretty fast, but. I don't think that he's going to be able to play with that sort of flair and magic to him. I think he's going to be restricted to the pocket for the majority of this game, and that is just not the way he likes to play football. So I am rolling with the Red Hot Bengals, who have won, like, what, 10 games in a row or something ridiculous? Yes. Um, Don't don't even care what the spread is. I'm taking them.
1: Bengals are favored. Um, Minus one and a half. It didn't. The Chiefs opened as a one-point favorite, but it, like, quickly, like, I'm sure everyone just flooded the Bengals, and it's now up to one and a half, on the FanDuel, at least, but...
0: This spread's going to be all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's going to keep flip-flopping. Um, I bet... I wonder what that's...
1: I, if I can get it, Chiefs plus two and a half, I might have to. But, um about the Bengals is, I know what they, the score reflects that they beat the Bills by three possessions, but they just killed them, like dominated them in every which way. The Bills had nothing for that defensive line, and they had nothing for an offensive line that is down three starters, mm-hmm. uh, Cincinnati's offensive line. I think they're getting, what's his name back?
0: Jonah Williams?
1: No. Uh, yes, yes. But um, they had nothing for that. And it's because the Bills' defensive line, like, I kind of started regretting my Bills' Super Bowl future around, like, week 11. Because they're right around the time Von Miller went down because that defensive line just had nothing. And then the, you saw that the Bills were in a bunch of close games. And... I'm not to take away what Cincinnati did against them, but I think Kansas City is going to do a little bit better job. And the Chiefs can't lose again. They just can't. (laughs) Every time I watch Patrick Mahomes, it is the greatest thing I've ever seen on a football field. Every single time, it is the greatest thing I've ever seen on a football field, and they just keep not getting it done except for that one time.
2: <laughs>
1: they, they just can't. Like they're, it's at home against Cincinnati again, the team that nobody thought. Every single step along the way to the Super Bowl last year for Cincinnati, nobody thought so. And then... And this year, it's everyone thinks Cincinnati's going to win. It's now Kansas City's time. It has to be Kansas City. It has to be. I know I am fully 100 percent on board with you about everything with Cincinnati. Like it kills me that I can't love this team. (laughs) But
0: it it has to be Kansas City. No, I'm not going to. I'm sure. I I know for a fact that I've used that logic millions of times before on this podcast. So I'm not going to argue with you because it just sounds like it makes sense. I get it correct so the and sometimes that's justification enough and trust me there we've sometimes that's just how sports works it's the team some team especially in college football when a team is about to upset a team you know it's like this is not how this is supposed to go it's, things are going to look different in the second half and they usually do sometimes they don't but usually the better team launches a comeback like wow. like 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 Clemson and Syracuse this year like sometimes, you know what Clemson was just supposed to win that game, but, right? So I, I can't really hate on your logic there, but all right. Before we get to trivia, this is the stage is completely yours. I'm I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to listen and enjoy. Uh, are you enjoying Donovan Mitchell?
1: Um, yes, I am. Not currently because the Cavs are losing and they're going to lose. Um, yep, they lost uh, to the Knicks when I when I bet on them, so that's fun. But the Cavs are kind of in a weird spot right now where they're kind of evening out, kind of similar to what they did last year. And it's not, it's mainly because of injury, because Donovan Mitchell's missed some time with, I believe, a hamstring. And this is, I believe this was his first game back. And I love him. Like, he is terrific. But the Cavs are like, they, they need something. They need to make a trade. That's where, let me pull, where's the standings where's the standings how oh, the standings not just straight right there thank you yeah they're down to fifth in the east and sometimes I feel like they just rely too much on their athleticism with their wings like with Chetty Osmond and Ajay Koro. sometimes I think they mismanage how they spread out Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell to where they're both sitting and then they have their two Isaac Okoro and Chetty Osman who are just whatever like sometimes they're good sometimes they're not and it's just I, I just don't understand sometimes the rotation and I think they need to get I think they need to get a what am I trying to say here not something they need Kevin Love to stop sucking is what I'm what, <laughs> what I should say I was trying to say they need to trade for somebody like Kevin Love, but there's, like, nobody really like Kevin Love because he would be – the Kevin Love of last year would be so perfect for this team.
0: Oh, all right. I didn't realize if there was more after that. I haven't –
1: I kind of – after football, I'm fully going to be in on basketball, but, like, I always use this time, like, just enjoy football and kind of, like, partially pay attention to the Cavs. But I do – I didn't really watch today, although I bet on them because I thought they're just going to throttle the Knicks. Apparently not, but <laughs> they're still good. Like they still could win the finals because although the East is pretty damn good right now, I think the Cavs are their peak is the can compete with Boston and Philly and Milwaukee and Brooklyn.
0: I have been paying little attention to the NBA, but I know that... Uh, Sacramento's really good. Yes, I know. that That's good. I know Jokic is going to win three MVPs according to yep. right here, right that's now. The one we'll, we'll see, but...
1: Oh the Grizzlies goodness. are the two seed. Zion Williamson yes. is awesome. Uh,
0: yeah, we can get on to the trivia now.
1: Lakers still suck. I like that. Uh, Golden State kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, but they're going to tr- start trying eventually.
1: Yeah. Charlotte really sucks. Detroit really sucks.
0: The West is all. Oh, but hey, Detroit yeah. is horrible. Yeah, they are. Dwayne Casey is gone after this year. He's still there. Yes, he is. Wow. Poor
1: guy. One coach of the year and got fired.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: And then just watch the Raptors but then, go on and win the finals two years later. Yeah,
0: yeah, but then Nick Nurse won a championship, so it's hard to say that that was unjustifiable. Right.
1: But they also traded Kawhi Leonard.
0: Yeah, well, that also helped. But it worked, so I guess it's hard to hard to argue. All right, I got some trivia for you. So do I. I am in a major baseball mood. So here we go. Name all three teams that Trevor Hoffman played for. Mm.
1: San Diego Padres.
0: That's the easy one. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, he played for the Marlins. No, he played for the Brewers. I don't know why I think Mar... I, I know... Yeah, the Brewers, definitely. Brewers and Patrick. Um, I don't know why Miami came to my head, but now Philadelphia came to my head, and strong I feel stronger about that. Okay, I'm going to go with San
0: Diego, Milwaukee... Philadelphia. So close. It was San Diego, Philadelphia, my uh, Florida Marlins. Oh,
1: damn it. <laughs> that would have been
0: Florida, yeah.
1: Mm, I also have a baseball question. This one, I I don't think it'll be that hard. If you just use context, um, The Phillies selected Aaron Nola with the seventh pick in the 2014 MLB draft. Which current teammate of his was drafted three picks ahead of him?
0: In which year?
1: 2014.
0: All right, so it's not Harper. Um, I assume Aaron Nola still on the Phillies? Unless he just... I don't think he knows for anything. No, no, that was Eflin. Eflin. I think Zach Eflin sent this. uh Signed like the biggest deal in Tampa Bay Rays history or something like that. Um, so it's up. not uh, Zach Eflin. But I'm gonna say JT Real Muto.
1: It is Kyle Schwarber
0: uh, of Milton, Ohio.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I had one. Okay. Angel- uh, I think I actually already asked that one before. Now that I think about it. So I'm going to dodge that one. Which... No, this, this is going to be too easy for you. I'm going to do it anyway. Which two teams were involved in the, in the three-team deal that sent Corey Kluber to the Indians? Oof. Milwaukee.
1: And... Oh wait! Oh, what was it? No. Okay, so we got Kluber from St. Louis because I think he was part of the Jake Westbrook trade. I'm going to say St. Louis. Who else would have been in that trade? Okay, so that was around the time we were wheeling and dealing at the deadline. At that point. True tank. (laughs) It was disgusting. I think we won 60 games four years in a row. (laughs) Um, I can relate. Actually, we never lost 100 games, so. Uh, Well, recently, the the Indians lost 100 games probably many times. Um,
0: The Guardians have never done that. (laughs) The hell they haven't. (laughs) Um. Okay, so who else would have been traded around
1: that time? I think Peralta went to St. Louis, and it wouldn't have been Victor Martinez. That Victor Martinez was a separate trade. We got Justin Masterson in that trade. Oh wait, was Corey Kluber? In? Oh fuck. No, I think he was the St. Louis trade. So I'm going to stick with St. Louis. He's with Jake Westbrook. I think Johnny Peralta also went. And the other team, who else would we even trade around that time? Casey Blake, Hall of Fame ballot attendant, or nominee, <laughs> Casey Blake, and Johnny Beralta. I think it, did, I, did Casey Blake start with the Dodgers, or did he end up on the Dodgers? I'm going to say St. Louis and Los Angeles.
0: St. Louis and San Diego. God damn it. Same state. The Cardinals sent Ryan Ludwig to the Padres, and I'm pretty sure the Padres sent Corey Kluber to you. Shit, we just take everyone from San Diego. Yeah, the history between you two is long. It truly is. Dude, okay, let me outline this first before we go on that. All right. But the the Astros have a very long history of just giving all of their studs to the Phillies. Okay, so. So in 2003 it was Billy Wagner. Okay. And then in 2007 it was Brad Lidge. Okay. And then in 2010 it was Roy Oswalt. Correct. And there was a and then 2011 it was Hunter Pence. Yep. Wow. Stud 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 stud
1: Man, the Guardians have gotten a couple of good players from San Diego. Anyway, my question. <laughs> also involving a three-way trade, um, the trade that brought J.R. Smith and Amon Shumpert to Cleveland was a three-team oh. deal that saw Deion Waiter go to what team? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep, that is correct.
0: Let's go. I think my next one will be hard. Okay. I I'm done Alright. I I'm just rocking around with these trades, so I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna go three <laughs> for three. Um mm-hmm. which Detroit Tigers pitcher was received when the Tigers sent Joanna Cespedes to the Mets?
1: So the Tigers got a pitcher back?
0: Yes. Who was recently a pitcher for them. Was he an immediate starter? Let me check that. He was a starter and he has been. I will not say whether or not he is currently on the team. That's fine. Uh, Let me check the date of the trade. Um, it was a deadline trade, and he was a full-time starter the next season. So he was a young guy who came up Okay. the following year. I just got to think. Gotta think. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> what the – was this guy kind of good? No. His stats aren't even that good. What the hell? Okay. Maybe he was kind of decent, actually. Okay.
1: So you saying that kind of gave me one clue.
0: Yeah, I may have just given it away by these reactions because I was I I went to his baseball reference page and was shocked at what I saw. That, that
1: threw a major red flag. Um, but if what Cescudis was still in his prime then, so he definitely would have went for a big time prospect. And if it's around that time frame, you said twenty fifteen, right? I didn't say that, but that is correct. Okay. Um, that would have been around the time that this guy would have came up, and he was a top 10 prospect, I believe, in baseball. Let me just – the name I'm saying, thinking of is Michael Fulmer. But I think – because they all said – Daniel Norris was another one, but – Like, he was another, like, top Tigers pitching prospect, but he never did anything.
0: Michael Fulmer. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go. So, the Tigers, in essence, this was, keep in mind, this was when Yohannes Cespedes was getting passed around like a hot potato. Yeah, it was. The year before, he went Oakland to Boston. Then in that offseason, he went Boston to Detroit. And then once again at the deadline, he went Detroit to the Mets. So he played for four teams in two seasons.
2: Yeah, he did. He so, really the Tigers,
0: so the Tigers, in essence, traded Rick Porcello for Michael Fulmore. <laughs> and uh, Rick Porcello ended up winning a side yeah, with the Red Sox. Yeah, he did. Indians crushed him in the playoffs.
1: Anyway, my question, for the win, for you, it's the NBA playoffs. The 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors went 15-1 and 1 in the playoffs. Their only loss was to the Cavs in the NBA Finals. Name their path to that NBA
0: Finals. Oh, God. What year is it? Uh, 17 or 18? 16-17. Okay. The first year with Durant. All right. Um. Gotta remember that. The Spurs were the final matchup. Because Kawhi, they were up. The Spurs were up 23 when Kawhi, Kawhi went down to the third quarter. Never forget. Um, hey, Kevin Durant signed
2: with
1: the Warriors going on seven years ago. Jesus.
0: Dude, he's older than people think. Like, oh, yeah, he's
2: little
0: old. Like, Le- yeah, LeBron's, 07. LeBron's kind of He's like the only one people really talk about. Can you believe that he's still doing this? Dude, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are old, right? Like both of oh, those two thousand. Like Kevin Durant was
1: drafted in two thousand and seven, and I feel like for like you and me, like our age, like two thousand seven is like that one year that always feels like it was like three months ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, because of the college football season, of course. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. Um. I will confirm San Antonio was last because
1: Kawhi Leonard got hurt in game one and all that and they were winning game one
0: I remember Colin Cowherd doing a long segment on how the Warriors uh, this was in between the conference finals and the finals he was doing a segment about how the Warriors aren't going to like having all of those off days that the Cavaliers don't have (laughs) He said he said, This this team's young. Young teams don't like to sit around. They're not gonna be ready for the finals. And then he laid out how they had a really easy pass to the finals because everybody was hurt.
1: It's, Cleveland lost one game leading up <laughs> no, to the finals. And it was in Boston it was in, in the conference finals against Boston. And it was a bullshit game.
2: I think Boston uh, hit a
1: buzzer beater. Was it Isaiah Thomas? No, I think it was Marcus Smart. Yeah, I think it was Marcus Smart. Was game uh, yeah. three. Um, no, it was game two. Cause it, yeah, because it was 1-1 going back to Boston. It was like, oh, no, here we go. And then Cleveland the way, just
0: throttled them. By the way, before I give my answer, I am
2: uh,
0: – John Wall said on a podcast recently oh, – brother. That that Wizards team, if they got past the Celtics, they would have ran the Cavs off the floor. I'm telling you, in 2017, I 100% believed that. I was like, this Cavs team does not want to see John Law and Bradley Beal. No, there was
1: a vocal <laughs> minority that believed that, that the Wizards were, like, really good at the, that year. And I agree. Because they played so bad fast. Isaiah, yeah, until big bad Isaiah Thomas stood in front of them. Yeah, that was a problem.
0: <laughs> then... Then I was like, you know what? If you lose to a 5'9", dude, I'm not sure if uh, you're exactly in this position. So I mean, Kyrie Irving put Isaiah
1: Thomas in his pocket that entire conference finals. And then we traded
0: Kyrie Irving for him that offseason. Okay. I, I know it's the Spurs. I know the Grizzlies are one of them because Mike Conley was hurt, and Coward made a big stink about that. Who is the other team? Now. No. For some reason, I'm thinking the Pelicans, but I don't even—that wouldn't even make sense because I remember vividly the first series that Anthony Davis had in the postseason was against the Blazers, so that that wouldn't that, that doesn't add up. All right, so Grizzlies and Spurs are for sure. Now it's got to be against the team that was beat up. Who else was making the play? Were the Clip no the Clippers were the next see, I think the Clippers were twenty eighteen was the first round. I think Kevin Durant had a fifty point game in the first round that year against a, a Clippers team full of scrappy Danilo Gallinari's and Patrick Beverley's. LeBron um,
1: had a fifty point game
0: on
2: that.
0: hmm I'm gonna Got say I mean, let's this is this is a this is a fantastic off the wall question, but still something you should know. So this is perfect. Perfect for this game. I'm going to say Grizzlies, Spurs, not Thunder, not... This was the year that Manu Ginobili blocked James Harden from behind. Oh. Okay, because I remember the Thunder were the six, the Houston was a three. So they didn't play either of those two. Who the hell... All right, now I'm about to go through every single Western Conference team until I find a team that makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Dallas. What it what it have been Dallas or Utah? Uh, Utah. You
1: got two out of three, correct.
0: Oh, uh, who's the third?
1: Uh it was first round was Portland, Utah, San
0: Antonio. Huh. I thought for sure Memphis was one of them. I believe that was Memphis they
1: played them in twenty fifteen, I believe. And sixteen.
0: Hmm. Well shoot. Okay, so we're tied at one, so that means we got OT. right, and I'm just I gotta saddle the baseball questions. Oh my gosh, and my Google Chrome just crashed on me right in the I gotta restore my pages. Man, this, I am still, I am still to this day dealing with the repercussions of trying to get Reddit streams for a UFC match (laughs) one time. Yeah. I, like, I tried it one time in college and my laptop has had pop-ups on every,
2: I I could go from
0: from Safari to Google Chrome and then all of a sudden Google Chrome will start having pop-ups. I just. I, I, uh, that's what I get for trying to be like the cool kids. Alright. Alright. Let me pull up a sick trade. Ooh. The Brave sent Martin Prado to who? Ooh, Jesus. That is a name. Yeah, it is. I
1: don't even know a year. <laughs>
0: fourteen.
1: Traded in
0: fourteen. Wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me. Thirteen. Thirteen.
1: Yeah, all right he played for the marlins played for i don't know um... oh i just got an equally hard question for you mm-hmm
0: um i can only picture him in a marlins uniform so marlins Ooh, there were two teams between that. It was the Diamondbacks and the Yankees.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that at
0: all. They, they sent him to Arizona for Justin Upton.
1: Don't remember that at all. Probably should have because Arizona was a good thing. Anyway, my question speaking of future Pittsburgh Pirate legend Rich Hill. Oh, God. Rich Hill made his Major League debut as a re- in relief in, two- in the 2005 season for which team's starting pitcher, for his team's starting pitcher. I
0: have to name the starting pitcher?
1: Yes, and it's a notable name. 2005, I'll give you the team, the Cubs.
0: Carrie, I was going to say Kerry Wood. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I, I already knew that it was the Cubs. And I'm going to say... I'm just going to assume Mark Pryor was hurt during this game. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to roll in, though. Um, Kerry Wood. Carlos Zambra. Whatever. So I'm going to go Kerry Wood.
1: Greg Maddox.
0: Uh, dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang it. Didn't he have multiple stints on the Cubs? Greg Maddox?
1: I think so. Because I think... He- I don't know if he started there, but I think he I did. Can, I can picture him early in a in an early Cubs.
0: Yeah, and then he went to Atlanta, and then he brought came back for two years. Uh, well, which team did Craig Maddox end his career with?
1: Is that your question?
0: Yep. I actually, you know what? Which two teams did Greg Maddox end his career with in his final season? He played for two teams his final year, and yeah, in two thousand eight.
1: Oh, okay. So he told me he started with the Cubs. Okay, so that makes me that's he went from Cubs, Braves, then came back to the Cubs. So that kind of clears me of the nineties, in case he kind of fucked around it's over there. So, it's got to be somewhere late. So, he pitched for the Cubs. Again, what do you do after the Cubs he played for? He did play for the Dodgers. That was a Paul B. Podesta signing. I remember
0: that.
2: I'm glad I asked
0: you which two teams because you would have just gotten that answer yeah. if I looked the one. Um. <laughs> hmm.
1: Angels came to mind Padres came to mind The Rockies for some reason came to mind But I don't think so Dodgers and Padres
2: Ding and Ding
1: Oh hell yes
0: I am not pleased that you got that one correct What was the order? (laughs) Padres, Dodgers Okay. Now I got to
2: come up with a question. Oof. Okay, I got a question. Mm -hmm.
1: Who was the last Cincinnati Reds pitcher to lead the league in strike to lead the National League in strikeouts?
0: Oh, that's a Tough one.
1: He did so. This helps. I can tell you the year. But I will say it's within the last.
0: I got one name, and I'm ready to fire it as soon as you give me the year. 20 years. Oh, that's a little bit longer than I wanted. (laughs) Um... I was initially
1: and he tied for the league, by the way, but that still counts.
0: He still. That does not help. Um, I didn't think it would. Oh. I, I remember. i This could be unbelievable. I think I remember having a baseball card of this. I think it's Aaron Harang. Final answer. Final
1: answer is Johnny Cueto.
0: That's who I was gonna fire off immediately. <laughs> it's then when you, that's what when, I thought you
1: were gonna do because I was originally gonna say fifteen.
0: So I changed uh, it when you, when you expanded it to twenty. Shoot, I, I, I thought
1: I was, you were just gonna. I thought you were gonna say Cueto anyway,
2: but
0: I had some baseball card that had like the top three National League strikeout leaders, or it, it was top three something. And Aaron Harang was on it. But I forget what category it was. But shoot, man, when you extended it past – I think you were going to say past 10. I was like, well, that's easy. And you said 12. Oh, I knew like, that oh, would have no. been, been automatic. I was so ready for Johnny Cueto. All right, well, that is an unfortunate ending <laughs> to this, this edition of Butt Guys Talk. God bless America, man. I really thought I had that. But anyway, we got the we we got a whole lot of sports going on. So everybody make sure you're watching sports please. Because we have championship weekend next it is a loaded Sunday. They got the Australian Open Final on the same day as two conference championships and then we're gonna have a two week break and then we're gonna have what's it called? We're gonna have the big game as as it people call it in the media the because Bowl. Yeah. We don't make any money off this podcast, so no. it's, it's uh, we can say Super Bowl, but that's the idea, place. yeah, you can't you can't run advertisements and say Super Bowl, so that's why I calls it the big game. But all right, I gotta hit the showers. I, I gotta. I'm, I'm I, I've got a gym membership, and so I'm I'm done working out at the the local local gym the uh, <laughs> the apartment complex basement gym so now I'm uh
2: that I was doing that earlier but anyway a lot of football to watch everyone take care